The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org.
district one two. Good morning. Reiko, are you done? I was just getting excited and into it. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to have you here. It's great to have all of our families back on uh, our in-gathering Sunday. I'm Vanessa Southern. I'm the senior minister of the First UU Society of San Francisco, and I am joined up here on the chancel by the Reverend Laura Shenham, Minister of Congregational Life, or Congressional Life, as she sometimes gets called. <laughs> Dennis Adams, who's our worship associate. And out there, soon to make it in through the side door, is the Reverend Shannon Fong, and we'll tell you uh, more about him, and he'll tell you more about what he's been up to when he comes in and joins us. I want to welcome Mark Sumner and the choir, it's great we have them downstairs with us. Yeah. The secret angelic voices that waft down over us, we now can see their beautiful angelic faces. And Reiko, it's lovely to see you up shaking the ground of our being, um, up from the organ loft and the choir loft normally. It's great. Thank you to our AV team for being here, to our live stream community, so they're included, so you're all included. Um, Leon and Helen and Richard and Laura and Michelle, people who told me that they are joining today on live stream for lots of reasons. Um, healing to you all, blessings to you all. Thanks to our building staff too, who's making all of the transitions and juggling and programming possible. The morning has been full of waffles, so everybody's carb happy in this section, I think. Fantastic presentation by um, Dean Preston, superintendent. Just really phenomenal. Thanks to the forum for that. A little harbinger of the year of feeding body, mind, and spirit, deepening the conversation, building community, and finding out how we feel called to serve the world. So welcome. I did want to say to folks that um, the scammers and fishers have been at it full throttle, pretending to be me. I'm super flattered. Imitation is the finest form of flattery. They've been writing notes with perfect grammar, which is a first. And so 
Please know that I will not ask you to text me gift cards. My email has uusf.org at the end, so double check. I will only ask you to send me to Tahiti in January. <laughs> so if Tahiti is mentioned, you know it's me. Having said that, although I do wish these people would use that kind of determination to end world hunger instead of um, try and scam all of you, I do appreciate that I've been getting some calls from people checking to see what, in fact, what needs I have. And um, those have actually been really lovely gifts. So there is lemonade in the lemons of people who um, need more fruitful jobs to serve the world. So please be cautious, though, is actually my point. Um, the scamming is in full, full um, action. And from the side entrance, <laughs> is the Reverend Shannon Fong, who some of you may already know and have heard preach or met, but who is up to be voted as an affiliated community minister at a special congregational meeting on September 24th. So lucky us for that. So please stay after service on the 24th. And I want Shannon to say a little bit more about what he's been up to. We have lots of microphones today. Welcome. Thanks, Vanessa. Oh, it'll take Jonathan a second. You can just, there hello. we go. Um, hello, everybody. Uh, I am Shannon Fong. I am honored to announce the San Francisco Contemplarium, which is the name of my new ministry. Uh, the, in short, it's a new civic institution tending to the hearts and spirits of San Franciscans. We're building contemplative public spaces, programming, companioning and community building. Made by and for San Franciscans, the San Francisco Contemplarium serves the public across diverse backgrounds, practices, and beliefs, and the idea is to form a third place for people to have a contemplative moment uh, in a setting that's authentic and community-oriented. Um, the San Francisco Contemplarium is not uh, affiliated with any specific religious tradition or institution. Um, but of course, as an individual, I bring my background and experience as an ordained Unitarian Universalist minister, which is really important to the venture of uh, bringing a pluralistic and liberal spiritual community to San Francisco. Um, so that's why, as an individual, I'm excited uh, to ask for the moral support of UUSF in this ministry, um, which is why I'm excited to ask uh, for community minister affiliation um, and hopefully draw from the power and spirit of UUSF as we bring a larger ministry to the city. Um, so I'm happy to discuss uh, this ministry, this endeavor with anybody who's interested. Also, as you come out of service today, you'll see one of our programs, the San Francisco Public, oh wait, San Francisco Contemplarium Reflection Stand set up in the courtyard here at UUSF. So you can see and get a taste of some of what we're up to. Uh, and hopefully, let's talk more. I would love to get your involvement, uh, hear your ideas, um, and join forces on this endeavor. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. So you'll be able to participate in that reflection stand pop-up that will show up all over the city 
um, and has already in Golden Gate Park and other places. So it's your chance, to get, we have it right here at home. Welcome everyone. As usual, wear masks, protect yourself if you want to. There's a mask only section on the side um, as we keep one another safe. Dennis Adams was inspired by the muse and wrote a reading that we'll open with this morning. So I invite him to share it with us. Been thinking a lot about candles and chalice lighting and why we do it and uh, came up with this little poem. We are the candle. In some quiet yet quite important way, we are all the candle that we light. We all are the wick and the wax melting in faith together, day by day, hour by hour, dripping with compassion, sputtering out at times, yet able to be relit in magic ritual. We are privileged to be the shining lights in an often too dark world. We are glittering stars. Like Mars, we melt as do snowflakes. Like hot icicles in the sunlight, we burn with the desire to change the world's ills. And we, who are the candles, who shine in each other's eyes and hearts, are a promise to illuminate our lives and burn brightly. We are, after all, merely shooting stars of candlelight, fishing in the night sky for love, melting like so many sweet s'mores together. And now we will have our unison chalice lighting, the words to which are in your order of service. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together. Please rise in body or spirit and join us in singing hymn number 126, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
Good morning. My name is Lucy Smith, and I'm a member of the UUSF Board of Trustees. Board members are now making these announcements to make sure you know who we are and so who to talk to with questions or comments about the governance of this church. Today is my turn in the rotation, um, and I'll just tell you a little. My husband, Thad, and I have been members of this congregation since the late 90s. I've had my finger in many pies over the years, and for the many gifts that come with being a member of this community, it is now my pleasure to serve on the Board of Trustees. If this is your first time joining us in person or watching on live stream, thanks for joining us. If you would like to receive a copy of our weekly email newsletter, The Flame, which includes a link to the order of service and the Sunday live stream, you can fill out one of our yellow connections cards. They're available on the table outside, the welcome table, and maybe in front of you in the pews. Um, and they're also available through a link in the order of service or a video description of today's service. The order of service lists upcoming events and includes links to opportunities to connect. The flame has even more. There's an open invitation to participate in the life of this community. But one of them, one of those events, coming up in a mere five weeks, is our Aloha Auction. The event is right after church on October 15th and includes an authentic Hawaiian lunch prepared by someone authentically raised in Hawaii. <laughs> Sound fun? You may ask yourself, how can I participate in this auction? And there are so many ways. First, you can attend. Tickets can be purchased through the online platform. And if you've bought anything over the internet, you can buy auction tickets. And we recommend that you purchase them early and avoid the line. And the auction is a great chance to get early holiday gifts and to populate your social calendar for the year with events and dinners and sailing trips and cabins in the woods. Maybe you've been curious about murals in the mission but don't know where to start. We've got you covered. Maybe you'd like to hike a new-to-you trail with fellow church members you haven't met or haven't gotten to know yet. We're way ahead of you. You can browse those items and more on our pretty simple online platform where you'll also bid for silent auction items when that opens. If you'd like to offer items for auction, that can also be done through the online platform. Think your famous peach preserves, or an offer to someone, help someone plan for a camping trip, a dinner of your dad's world-famous chicken curry and rice for six at your house, or that Kehinda Wiley painting you're rotating out of your private collection, or the baseball signed by Babe Ruth. You get the idea. There will also be a wine lottery made up of bottles that donors like you, donors like, but you might not know to try. Thad, who's in the back there, will be at a table in the hall after the service taking donations and will be happy to talk to you about it. If you have questions or need assignment, assistance, there is a, also a table in the lobby. The two will be next to each other. And if we cannot help you right then and there, let us know how to reach you and we'll have a qualified volunteer get back to you. And I think you can make a lay also. And lastly, Laura has some more announcements. Wow, look at all of your faces. It's so beautiful to see you. I would love our families with children and youth to please stand up. We've missed you this past summer. And seeing you, it's so good to see you, see you part of our congregation, so welcome. 
New this year, we have name tags for our children so you can get to know them and you can learn their names and they can learn yours. So please take advantage of that and, and introduce yourself to a young person, especially this morning since they'll be in the congregation with you as you greet one another. We have a load of adult spiritual education programming available to you. You'll see in your order of service all of the offerings. We have a grief group offered by Bruce Clements that will be met meeting weekly, so please join him for that. We have a three-part white fragility discussion group that Vanessa is going to be leading. She also has a minister's group, as well as John Burens will be leading our Hebrew Bible Introduction for Skeptics, Seekers, and Progressives. So please join in in any of those offerings. We also have our small group ministry launching, and you can sign up at a table in the gallery if you want to, or online. Either of those places will get you there. We're trying to wrap up that uh, sign up by next Sunday, so please join as soon as you can. There will be a small group ministry program for parents and guardians specifically. If you want to be part of that, then let me know. One of the ways that this larger congregation can support our families and children and youth, I'm constantly asked this question, is to help in our classrooms. Our, our parents and guardians come here as a place to enhance their own spirituality, to have a space for them to be in sanctuary with everybody and to be in time that's sacred. And most often, they're the ones that are helping in the classroom. So if you would like to help our families and our children and youth, I invite you to come take one Sunday the whole year. If I could get everybody in here in one Sunday for a whole year, we would be covered with volunteers. We would have more than enough volunteers. So please, you will not be in a classroom by yourself. There's always a lead teacher that's trained, and we would welcome you to come in and be part of what our children are doing. Also, if you haven't registered as a family, then please do so, so we can have our classrooms fully staffed and ready for you when you come in. Thank you so much. Oh, and there is a newcomer orientation, so if there's anybody new here today or haven't had that opportunity to do so, please join us in the fireside room after the service for uh, a newcomer orientation to kind of get to know you and for you to get to know us a little bit better. Anything else? Great. And if you don't know where the fireside room is because you're a newcomer, we can tell you where the fireside room is. We would love to tell you where it is. Um, we're going to take a moment to greet one another. You're going to hear fun music to start. It'll get quiet so you can hear each other, but when you hear the music get loud again, it's time to come back to your pews. So let's greet one another.
loud, but you continue to talk. Right. <laughs> this is a determined group right. of socialites. <laughs> All right, let's come back together. So our story this morning is the cracked pot. So there was a water barrier in India. I'm going to put this down. I don't need this. There was a water barrier in India, and he had a pole that carried two pots. And he would walk up this hill all the way up to the master's gardener, garden and water the garden. And beautiful flowers would blossom and come up and, and be part of this garden that the, that the person that owned the area loved and enjoyed. Well, as they went up, One of the pots had a crack and was starting to feel kind of down because when they would get up to the top of the hill, he would only have, or it would only have, half of its jar full of water. So it thought, boy, I'm really letting the water barrier down. I'm not, I'm not carrying my full load. And so one day, Evidently, these pots can talk. The cracked pot says to the water barrier, I'm so sorry. I have let you down every time you've walked up that hill. And I've let you down. I've only carried half my load. And when you get up there, there's, I can hardly contribute as much as the other pot. And the water barrier said, I want you to look at something. When we go back down the hill, I want you to look at the path and see what you see. And so when they went down the path, on the side where the cracked pot was, was a whole garden of wildflowers. And when they got to the bottom, the water gardener said, or the water bearer said to the, the pot, what did you notice? Well, there's, there's flowers on the side that, that I'm on. And he said, Yes, because I got to take advantage of what you contributed. I sprinkled wildflowers, seeds, all along that area. So that way, when I got to the top, I could pick flowers and put it on our master's table. And the, the crackpot said, wow, that's amazing. And the water barrier said, you know, we don't have to beat ourselves up because we have a flaw. What we can do is see how unique it is and take advantage of it. And so I invite you today to think of things that you might think of as flaws and see what blessings they offer to our congregation, to yourselves, and to each other. This is a congregation bound by the promises that we make to each other, not by creed, by what we call covenant. In your order of service are some of the words of the promises that we make to each other, and I invite you to say them together, and then we'll rise and sing our doxology. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant, 
to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in freedom, and to help one another.
Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, choir. We've got some new voices in our gorgeous choir. Welcome to all of you. The service of the water in gathering is a Unitarian Universalist, fairly modern ritual that's done in many congregations. It's 100 years old. We just celebrated last year in the denomination starting in Eastern Europe. When we do it, it's a bookend to the year. Many of you know we begin with our water in gathering and we end the sort of formal church year in June with our flower communion. This is the beginning of a year, another year of life, of discovery, of sharing, of weathering life's ups and downs, of the search for truth and meaning, meaning making in our lives and together. The symbol can have lots of different interpretations, as symbols always do. One is bringing into this life together all of our different insights and experiences and adventures, recent and past, and sharing them so that we learn and gather from one another. Another is bringing our talents and our passions and our broken pots with all their gifts, too, into this life of meaning-making and community-building. We bring our unanswered questions and our tentative answers. We bring the places that we feel keenly hurt. Often those are the places from which our determined, stubborn passions for service can arise. We bring all of ourselves to this place and what we do and make together. And the ritual, as you'll see, is one way to remind ourselves of that. As we find our calling separately and together. Like waters from a thousand rivers and streams, varied and distant lakes and oceans, simple puddles and raindrops and garden spigots, we bring ourselves diverse, rich with life and life-giving potential to this place, to this time. Our pouring of water, symbol of our own pouring out of life into a shared vessel, reminds us of what it means to be in this religious community as we begin our next year together. We begin with water from last year's water in and gathering. My cracked pot flaw was forgetting the water, so I had to go get it while we were while the choir was singing. So This water was used for our baby dedications and other ritual occasions. Adding it here reminds us of the river of life that flows like our history together. That river of history will continue to flow by using the water from this year's service for the blessings of babies and rituals in the coming year, as well as, adding, as being added itself to next year's in-gathering, the continuity of continuing. If you remembered to collect water from your summer days, in a moment, you will be invited to bring it forward. We also have water here and our ritual imaginations, which I know 
flow quite well through this congregation. We will invite you all to come forward as you feel willing and able. For those who cannot or choose not to come forward, but would like someone to pour water for you, then we will take time after everyone has come forward and we will pass a mic around and pour that water and hear your words as well. If you are attending virtually, we invite you to put in the chat your sharing and we will read that aloud periodically throughout the ritual. First though, before we do all of this, let's pause. Reflect on what you found this summer that refreshed you, left you feeling sustained body and spirit as waters from rain and river refresh the landscape and fall on and move through. What meaning did this bring to your life and what will the water you share symbolize for you as you start this year in our UUSF community? Just take a moment to reflect. Now we invite you to come forward. It might be best if we have people come from the sides and come up so that way those on virtual can see your beautiful faces as you come up and approach the, bar, the bowl. If you're in the chat, or in on virtual, write in the chat. And at the end, we'll have people raise their hand to come and get your words as well as pour your water. Here's a sentence that might help you remember what we're asking, so feel free to move and come forward. It's, this water is from. So where are you bringing it from? And what it symbolizes for me is. This water is from, and what it symbolizes for me is. So I'm going to pour a little, personally. This water is from home and from Alaska. My parents came and we traveled together the first time in four years. So it symbolizes normalcy and the deepest springs that feed life for me. This water is symbolically the Nile water that I got to float on this summer. And what it means to me is the depth and the length of civilization, how important all parts of the world are to each other. I just got back from <clears throat> seeing family in Florida yesterday, right? So it represents that but it also represents the way in which Jesus turned water into wine, and you can too at the auction, by donating wine. <laughs> this water is from the Atlantic Ocean off of the Outer Banks Islands of North Carolina, a place that I spent much time growing up and I was privileged to go to again this summer, a very life-giving place.
This water is from Pier 39, where I cold plunge in the mornings. What it represents to me is being immersed in the experience rather than sprinkled with the knowledge. This water is from the Hudson River, a spectacularly beautiful entry to the continent. Shannon? Uh, from our virtual chat, from Sarah Ellerman. She would love to share her summer water from Lake Eleanor, Wisconsin, which symbolizes their time with their mother's people. Um, this water is from Julington Creek um, in Jacksonville, Florida, um, where I visited my grandmother and got to take my two kiddos to see her. Um, and it means to me the continuation and flowing of life um, as she passed away uh, this week. This is water is from the Big River right next to our beautiful cabin up in Mendocino in the Redwoods above the town. And uh, that means to me quiet, looking at those beautiful redwood trees, hearing all the birds singing in them. It's wonderful. It's also a place to offer to all of you. I know Laura Ludwig has been there and several of you have been there, and I hope more of you can go in the future. Uh, this water is symbol symbolically from Lüneburg in Germany. I was able to visit my granddaughter, 16-year-old, who's so brave, she's starting on a trip there for a year to study, so. And she had really grown up since I'd seen her. It was remarkable, wonderful memory, thank you. Thank you. This water is from Birch Lake at San Francisco's family camp in the Sierras, Camp Mather. And it symbolizes, for me, um, it's where I swam with my two boys this summer, and it symbolizes for me my children getting older and stronger and braver and the precious gift of time with them. From our virtual chat, we have Bill Shields. The wonder of recently being in the Sierras during what's become an unusually wet winter, being there with family, friends, and with full rivers, lakes, and Yosemite waterfalls. So this is symbolic water from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, where my family got to gather and hang out with friends. So it symbolizes hot sun, lobster rolls, cold wine, uh, sand, and lots of love and tradition. 
and John's 51st anniversary of marriage. And Gwen, Gwen is included in that. This water is from Humboldt County where my father was born in 1911. And it is also from the watershed that fills Big Lagoon in Humboldt County. This, these, that's the area of the state that was shepherded by and is still shepherded by the Weot people. This water comes from the Potomac River in Washington, D.C. And it represents the power of the individual within a democracy and the importance of change in a continuing world. This water is a uh, rainwater from Donegal, Ireland, um, where I went to visit my partner this uh, January. Uh, for those who don't know, we actually got married this week, so it symbolizes. <laughs> uh, thank you. So it symbolizes the love that I have for her. I don't think I can top that. <laughs> This water is from the Merced River in Yosemite, and I spent most of my summer there um, in a tent, <laughs> eating fruits and vegetables and um, grieving the loss of my father um, in May, and he and I spent a, a lot of time there. This water is from Waitonville, where I went to a circus camp, and it symbolizes community and being together. This water symbolically is from White Rock Lake in Dallas, Texas, which is where I've lived for the last 25 years and represents the joining of the two communities. This water is from the tears that I've shed both joy and pain as I've completely found myself over the last year and tried to move forward. This water stands for the water in the pond in the back of my yard where I have goldfish and algae. The good and the bad, the evil, the, the uh, splendid, the life and the death, the yin and the yang of life. This water is from the River Jordan. It was brought here 40 years ago. Um, it stands for all those peoples, uh, plural, who have not come together yet in that area. And I'm hoping that this 
congregation can do something about that. Thank you. This water is from Maine, New, Eng New England. I don't know how to say it. Uh, Maine, uh, where I visited my aunt this summer, and it rained a lot. <laughs> but it was also really sunny out at the same time. Thank you. Thank you, Talia. <laughs> you want me to hold this for you? Yeah. Um. This water is from my home in Bernal Heights, and I think of the top, looking, going, walking to the top of the hill, Bernal Hill, and think of the Spanish conquistadors who first came and saw the whole spread of the bay and how that whole spread seems endless and like it's the center of the world. So. This water is from my home and it represents my love for my friends and family. Uh, this water is from Boulder Creek in Colorado where I, and where the creek gets the water is from the Arapaho Glacier on the Continental Divide. So I say, and every day I could look up and see where the rivers change direction across the Great Divide. This water is from the Cuyahoga River in Northeast Ohio. Um, we spent an unplanned amount of time there with my family this year, so we had a lot of illness and death. Um, but we spent a couple really nice weeks in July. So it represents um, just feeling connected at home with family. This water is from the Eel River in Northern California, and it represents um, being with generations and introducing the next generations to a beautiful place. Thank you. Um, this water is symbolically from the sea in Nerja in southern Spain, uh, where I went this summer. And it represents the art and history and everything I absorbed and the many ways in which I think I grew. This water is from Lake Junaluska in North Carolina, uh, where I spent the last week. Um, in, in a reunion of sorts. Um, I first met 
Lake Junaluska when I was 17, when I was t attending a national youth conference uh, for my denomination, the Church of the Brethren at that time. And believe it or not, I met people this last week who were at that same conference when we were 17. <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful uh, and made me realize how lucky I have been and how, you know, the, the whole symbolism of both spirituality and community that I've been lucky to experience my whole life. Thank you. <laughs> I love hearing about all these wonderful exotic places, but my water is symbolically from Mountain Lake Park, which is only a few blocks from here off Lake Street. And at the end of the summer, my grandchildren and I were just uh, hanging out playing there and we discovered a mother duck with three baby ducklings. And so they instantly decided that our traditional grandparent day camp uh, would be called Duck Scouts. And for the rest of the summer, <laughs> we had many adventures around the city. And um, I must add, we had duck hats. <laughs> and I would say Duck Scouts, and they would instantly respond, quack, quack, quack. That was my summer. <laughs> um, this water is from the Pacific Ocean where we went and had a kind of memorial remembrance for two or three people that passed away in this past year. Um, this water traveled with me from Ireland to Stinson Beach um, and represents the roots and connection with ancestry and family and the letting go of those who've gone before and that we remember and the connection with the family that we embrace um, as we move forward together. This water represents Stinson Beach's water, the ocean, and this water is sacred because we celebrated my dear Eleanor, who is my fourth daughter, who lives in Holland, who you just heard from, and, uh, and her mother, Colette, who died two years ago who I knew for a very long time. I've known Eleanor since Eleanor was a year and a half old. So my daughters, uh, Eleanor and I and Hillary and good friends went to Stinson Beach and had ceremonies, including for my brother John, who died uh, three years ago.
Secondarily, it also represents Father Louis Vitale, my dear friend who is in the fog all around us and is always with us, who died just night before last. And this is the last picture I ever took of him here in this church with Kay Jorgensen. Uh, this water is from our fish tank, and it represents our care for our pets and each other. Yeah. We do boil and sanitize the water. <laughs> well, well um, this water just represents all of the places that I've been lucky enough to swim in and enjoy, and my hope that this earth lives on with water for all living beings. This water is symbolically uh, the, of the Anahulu River. It's uh, the river that flows into the ocean near Haleiwa, where I attended uh, the wedding of my cousin's daughter. And it uh, symbolizes for me that life flows on and keeps renewing. And even though my heart is broken uh, for Maui, it's, it gives me a lot of um, comfort to know that the river keeps going. This water is symbolically from the lake at Camp Zapel where we celebrated my dear husband's 50th birthday this summer. And it is full of the love and joy that was available to us as we were surrounded by so many dear folks in our lives. And here's to the next 50. This water is from the Great Wolf Lodge Water Park in Manteca. <laughs> where where we celebrated my son's uh, sixth birthday this past weekend, and it is uh, symbolic for me of quality family time. <clears throat> this water is from the hospital across the street where my partner, Ed, has been recovering from surgery and complications for three weeks. It represents Finally, a healing uh, and a discharge date on Tuesday. So this water is from the swimming pool at the All Church Retreat in Occidental, um, where a brave few brave the cold cold weather to go swimming this past Memorial Day weekend, and many more came out and were near the pool and enjoyed the retreat, and so it just reminds me of, you know, people in the church gathering around water, near water, in the fog at the Occidental, and welcome even more back this year, and, uh, and the water is heated, by the way. Beautiful place to end. Oh. 
Uh, we have one from near Salinas, who says, my water is symbolically from the Mediterranean Sea in the city of Haifa, Israel, where I visited my family this summer after a few years to say goodbye to my ill grandfather. It symbolizes my appreciation of the gift of health that enables us living a full, long, and meaningful life in the power of family love. Oh, so for those who um, would like us to bring the mic to you, great. Uh, do you want me to do that? This water is from Stowe Lake that nourishes 275 great blue heron chicks over the years and is the site of my best friend and partner's bench, honoring her for all her service as an oncology nurse at UCSF. Thank you. This water, as you heard, is a stand-in for the power of this collective community and all that feeds our lives from all the different sources it comes, including our life together. The streams of life, large and small, gather to begin life together. Together we, together we unhold uncertainty, stormy seas, and joy as it comes, all of it. And in that journey together, we remind each other to revel in the preciousness of these days and hours that we hold so fleetingly in our hands. Together, we discern where our personal calling lies, how we want and can be of service. We honor the flaws each of us brings that enrich our community, and determine how to live with great love and necessary courage out of the whole of who we are. And in the midst of all of this, with luck, we grow a soul, bit by bit, hour by hour, day by day. May we gather strength and substance by gathering together here like rivers merged into a mighty ocean, people who know instinctively somewhere deep down that we are one. Let the people say together, we, we are, are one. one. We are one. Thank you. Our offering this morning goes to Food and Water Watch, an organization that pulls together over two million people to target action, collective action, so that we can secure our waters and our natural resources for future generations. It's part of our mission to serve environmental salvation. Show me. 
Blessed be these waters and this community here regathered to live into this gift of time and togetherness. Blessed from all the mountains and valleys, picnic tables and dining room tables, hospital beds and reunions, formal and informal, that happened during this season of summer. Bless the couples who got married, the children who were born, the loved ones who passed out of this world into the mystery of life's end that awaits us all. Bless the continuity and necessary change that is life in every season. So we also bless all the new beginnings that we stand in the midst of, a new school year, possibly a new school, a new job, new relationships, new challenges, resolutions for fresh starts, for casting out what layers of our life up until this point need to be shed. And for all we carry with us into these new beginnings, wisdom, compassion, hard lessons taken to heart, joyful courage, networks of support, trust in the world, and this place, this community, all that holds us steady in the midst of new beginnings. We hold space to this moment, this doorway to a new year together for what is in your heart and in your life, the challenges, fears, and fond expectations, all of it, that you may be held, healed, emboldened, uplifted, wind at your back when you need it most, a companion in the moments of uncertainty, the power of possibility to draw you into all the best creative possibilities of this life this time, this chapter in your life. We hold a moment of shared silence for you to offer up what is in your heart and on your mind and you're in your outstretched hands this day. For all this, for all these people, for each day, and in the gift of life itself, we give thanks. Blessed be these waters and this community here regathered to live into this gift of time and togetherness. Amen. Please rise in body or spirit for our closing hymn number 1008, When Our Heart is in a Holy Place.
I invite you to remain standing, but put down your hymnals and join hands. If you are immunocompromised or otherwise need to not hold hands, you can just cross your arms in front of your chest so people know your intentions. And let's connect across aisles, one interdependent web of existence of which we are all part. Here, Vicki, we'll do a threefer. And now, in our comings and our goings, may the light of love shine upon us. Out from within us, be gracious unto us and grant us peace. For this is the day we are given. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.